we just we just loved it we just played together all the time and then eventually like the band split up it's like and i learned guitar because guitar was way easier i was like violin are you kidding me <laughs> and like girls are like this as much as guitar you're like <laughs> was it more natural for you to play the guitar than the violin um i think that's hard for me to say because I think violin gave me the cheat sheet to the guitar mm. because like I was so used to like training my ear and my fingers were already so used to moving around in that musical way like it's like so it wasn't wasn't hard so it's hard for me to say I think violin was like the trailblazer yeah and it's kind of was like all right you don't know what you're doing here you go but also it trained my ear really well for singing like it's a huge help for that and like basically anything with strings like I just know how to emote with it you know, like I just, I've just have, I've always had fingers under, or guitar, wow, strings under my fingers for so many years. It's almost like it's a very, very natural thing. Welcome to the Blitz Seekers podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast and please enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest. This Bay Area native solo indie artist infuses his smooth John Legend style vocals with ethereal guitar sounds in the style of Tom Mish, FKJ, Young the Giant, and Kings of Leon. Using his looper pedal and a wider range of guitar effects, he creates broad sonic soundscapes drenched in crisp reverb and pulsing rhythms. Mixing these sounds together with his uplifting and inspiring lyrical content, creates a brand of music that is truly unique. Drawing from 13 years of guitar experience of playing indie rock, R&B, rap, and fingerstyle guitar, he is an artist you don't want to miss. Please welcome to the podcast, Byron Mayhew. Welcome, Byron. Hey. Thank hey. You. Nice to be here. <laughs> yeah. Glad to hey, be man. Here. We're glad to have you. Uh, you came highly, highly recommended by, uh, by another Bay Area artist, so we're excited to get to know you. Shout out to Marisha. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> I love. She's one of my favorites too. So it's very yeah. mutual. Awesome. So we always like to start our podcast with getting to know you, kind of like the beginning, how you grew up. I mean, you don't have to be like I was born and whatever, whatever. But you know, kind of tell us about where you grew up and how that was, and it's kind of will kind of lead the story into how you got to where you're now. But did you grow up here in the Bay Area? Yeah, Bay Area native, born and raised. Um, like I kind of grew up in it's called American Canyon, which is kind of near Vallejo. Oh, I'm familiar uh, with American I, Canyon. I grew up there for a little bit. Oh, then, yeah. then it's yeah. good. You already know. That's, yeah. that's where I've been. Like, our house was actually, like, the first house on the block. Wow. Really? Like, years ago. Like, it was, our neighbor's house was just a dirt patch. So, we've been, mm. we've, we've, we're rooted. We're in here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you guys are pretty close to Napa, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's only, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes, if that. You yeah. know, like depending on the traffic though, which is intense. But yeah, one of my ex girlfriends uh, lives in lives in American Canyon, so that's all I know. I was familiar. I had no idea it even existed until I was like, "What's American Canyon? Where's Everybody that?" Everybody knows Vallejo, yeah. and then I'm like, "American Canyon." They don't know American yeah. Canyon. Like, it's like it's close enough to like Napa or Vallejo to be like. It depends on which one you want to claim at a particular time. If you want to have a little <laughs> bit of drip, you're gonna say Vallejo. You know, like mm-hmm. yo, Mac Dre, you forty, everyone, like all that history yeah. is all here, and that or hurt her too, obviously. 
And then yeah. like you, if you're like you want, if we're gonna bougie area, it's like no, oh, I'm kind of near Napa, you know, the swanky thing, you know. <laughs> so where you go, I ain't lying. <laughs> That's true. You can kind of claim both, right? Yeah. Seven oh seven. Yeah, you can just be like, I just grew up in Vallejo. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. So what was it like growing up in uh, American Canyon? Oh, honestly, it was it was really nice, very peaceful. Um, like it was like I was actually homeschooled at the early mm-hmm. part of my life. And like we kind of we had like homeschool groups and like we got to do a bunch of things. Um, but honestly, it was really, really nice. My parents have worked really, really hard. Uh, my dad is from from the UK and my mom is from Oakland. And and like I don't like it's a crazy long story how they met, but they made it work. <laughs> that's an interesting combination there uk to oakland i think all i do know is like my dad went to school in canada and his best friend was a traveling pastor and like they traveled down to oakland for like one of not it's not a show is the wrong word but you know like just like for like for preaching my mom was there at that church and like they just met like right away it was apparently it was like 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 new year's of like a certain day and they just fell in love right away and like oh, they feel like long distance and made it work and yeah, here here I am with two two younger brothers. You That's know? awesome. Yeah. Um. So, how long did they do long distance for before uh, your dad came over? I think he didn't actually move to the U.S. until they got married, and I think they were dating like maybe like three years before then, wow. or something like that. So, like, he's I don't I I don't remember the exact days. Like it was before me. I was not even a, a dot in the <laughs> eye, you know. But. uh it's i mean that's that's the story here so they have still have like their letters and things like that it's it's really sweet honestly that's really awesome special. Yeah. that's like yeah. an old school romantic story you just don't hear anymore yeah you really don't you really yeah. don't and like they're still together still doing their thing and they've worked together and like over like 2020 like i you know like i there's like a lot of life switches right and i was like well i gotta move back to my parents and like when i left i was like ah whatever dude this is whatever i was born here but i think coming back being an adult like going out hustling and then coming back i'm like wow look at what they two have built together you know mm-hmm. and it's really amazing and also in hindsight think about as a kid too like we weren't always in america we were we lived in vallejo for a while too and, and like seeing how they've elevated slowly but surely you know and just like being where they're at now it's a whole layer of appreciation which i am so thankful for i couldn't everything i have it's all very attributed to them you know that that's amazing your story kind of sounds similar to mine because um my father's from mexico my mom is from the united states they didn't have a long distance but um the point of where they always try to do better and move to a better area and and be and have a better life for their family like Mm -hmm. that that's kind of like uh very similar that's pretty awesome like family is the big goal i think that's like big part of like yeah this family like Mm because like at the end of the line that's what really you got to really stick that together that's something we've all been always been raised on like uh like my granddad he immigrated from jamaica to england which is another wow. huge switch yeah I, it is you know huge yeah. crazy yeah. and like uh because like during like you know 1950s 19 late 40s right we always hear about america is always like world war ii we saved the whole world right but like when you're actually in london like they were actually getting bombed by the nazis like they had like things destroyed you know like there's still remnants of it you know um so back in the 40s they're like yo like we need people to come here and right. if you come here we'll make you a citizen right away and mm-hmm. uh and my granddad was like well jamaica it's a beautiful place but there's a lot of crime it's a very dangerous place though right. and he's like i want my kids and my future to be so much brighter and like basically what 
all he had was just three cows. I was just like, well, <laughs> these are my prized possessions. Like, these are what I love. But like for my kids and for the future of my family, like I have to get me and my wife and we're going to pop right over there and we're going to make it work. And apparently it was a real rough going. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things. But in hindsight, though, it's like has this huge family and like all I, all of my relatives are doing so much better. No one's in poverty, you know, and like it's it never would have happened except if he didn't sell those three cows. Wow. You know, mm. that's which an is, interesting story, <laughs> which is amazing. It's amazing. I'm it's it's I've like, seriously, it's so the family root thing. It's very, very tied to it. It's like it's kind of it's worth all costs. Like the idea of people just trading their families for money, things or just I'm like, dude, that's not what it's about. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like how we we're raised. It's like money yeah. things. What As long as we're together and we're like, we're going to make it work. Hey, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's make it happen. You know? Yeah. So, so that's it, kinda, it, it basically it's, it went from Jamaica to London or England. Oh, uh, you went to London. Yeah. London and then Bay area. Yeah. Well, I my, yeah, well my family line. Yeah. Yeah. Like my dad. Yeah, exactly. On, on wow. my dad's side. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. So, so, so your grandfather basically sold his at the time what he thought it was his prized possessions the three cows and that led to a family legacy that lives on all the way to american canyon in the united states today yeah exactly and that's like, awesome and i have a bunch of family in england almost all of them like we're the only mayhews that are american like wow. it's because mm. of my my dad's like he loves my mom you know so he's like well i guess i gotta move to move to america now you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, that's true love to uproot yourself and leave everything behind. Oh, really? Really? It's it's really amazing, honestly. So I have tons of family there. And, he got, and like my granddad and my grandmother got to have all these great grandkids they got to meet, you know. Um, my granddad, he just passed away like uh, like two months ago. Oh, sorry um, about that. Uh, it's okay. You know, it's all love. But um, but I think being at, like at the funeral and being able to hear about all the stories and the history of it made me realize the lineage and how deep and how and how much he led his life with love and purpose and gentleness mm -hmm. and like leading your life with that like i mean sure people will take advantage along the way but if that is your course you know what i mean mm -hmm. like there is something really beautiful if you keep following that through and i think my uh, my both my grandparents um are living testaments of that you know That's so awesome. i try to live with that now yeah. He's so no matter, yeah, no matter what happened to him, he stayed stayed true to who he was, mm -hmm. which was a loving, helping, giving person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all love. That's awesome. Uh and you know it's funny, my sister lives in London. Oh really? <laughs> her and her family, yeah. Uh they were born here, but her, her husband's from New Zealand. So Oh really? Yeah. So that was like the closest kind of middle point where he could live and work before they got married because they, they lived, moved in together before they got married and stuff. Mm -hmm. So so my sister's the opposite. She moved all the way to London and now they're moving to New Zealand to be with her, the love of her life. And now they're wow. building a family out there. But it's funny because I don't hear no British accent in you. Is that, does your oh, dad no. have a strong accent? His accent is so faded. It's, it's ridiculous. I can oh, do really? a very good one. I can do ah. like, 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 hello, it's Byron here. Like, yeah. You can do the whole podcast like this if you want, you know. Oh, so, wow. Well, I, I believe that. 
I can believe that. I have the Jamaican accent, the London accent, English it's accent. Like, I could try. I'm Jamaican, I can't do that for the life of me. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've heard the British accent on TV all the time. So it's like, how can you get away with it? Um, um, but like my dad's accent is super faded. Like, oh, I, it's, gotcha. like he sounds like it's, it's a weird accent. He doesn't sound like he's from anywhere in particular now. It's just like... <laughs> Like, why do you say it like that? Like, what's yeah. what? What do you what do you say? Like, some words he refuses to switch out. It's like he still like says Hoover, you know, instead of vacuum, you know, or like the boot instead of the trunk, you know, get yeah. petrol instead of gas, you know, little things like that. But the like rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. So what's all this rubbish? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. alright, so bougie. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. And you say you had a a couple siblings, uh, all boys. Yeah. You said. Yeah, all boys. All wow. boys. So I got, what was that like growing up with all boys? Honestly, it was pretty chill. It's pretty chill. Like, and also like being, being like homeschooled too is a lot of time together. Yeah. You know, and uh, and also I think that's part of the reason that we got really into music because my middle brother, um, he's like he's like a rapper and like he gets to mm-hmm. travel and does all these really cool things. Like he just got a spot on G Easy's Deluxe album like just recently. Wow. And like he's like he's much more professional and crazier than me. It's kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think being homeschooled and growing up together is you get to focus on your your craft, whatever you're doing. Like you have yeah. to have you have a certain level of obsession that I don't think you get to get to have when you're in a different different zone. And like also like other homeschoolers that are from that area, like they're involved in that song, and we all kind of still work together and creative things. So it's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, so all you guys were homeschooled. Yeah, uh, like I was, we were, I was homeschooled from like, we were from like, it was like third grade to like, like 10th grade. I wanted to try high school, you mm. know, I just wanted to be like, all right, let's see yeah. how this goes, you know, see if it's hyped up. Cause I was watching Degrassi and I was like, all right, Drake is, that seems like a good life. You know, he got shot or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> I want to check that out. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was whatever. But like he, my brother went to it like a little bit sooner and he got to, he did the full thing versus me yeah. just kind of be like, oh, whatever. And also yeah. community college is free if you're under high school, at least it used to be. Like if you're under high school age, you're able to just go. And so my student loans are super low. Like I'll be able to pay them off soon. So that's, that's a blessing too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. So homeschooling worked for you. Yeah. I, in some ways, in some yeah. ways, in some ways, I think like, it it made me like maybe like really dig into my craft more but i think there's certain social cue things that Mm -hmm. i'm still learning now you Mm -hmm. know that like other people find really natural that i'm Mm -hmm. like all right i'm I'm learning this now like i don't know like i feel like it's i feel like i'm kind of catching up (laughs) on the social bus you know that's why like i uh, a couple years ago i moved uh moved to san francisco where i was doing a lot more i was a lot more active playing music and like i was learning social cues there I was like, shit, I'm real I'm much a lot older now, but uh like I'm figuring this out. So there's it's pros and cons. We had to mm-hmm. like look around and I had to find different homeschool groups because there's not just alone in like just at the house all the time, which is right. like mm. which a lot of like there's homeschoolers that do that and I've met them and like but like we we're just kind of we had a homeschool group where we just kind of went and did a bunch of fun stuff together. Like we used to go snowboarding, we used to go like let's go hunting. I know how to crab, like I know how to shoot, you know, like we played music all the time and like, we just love to travel, do a bunch of new food. We all know how to cook. You know, it's like you get to learn more about like other things versus just like being like, well, this is the, 
high school the, track. You know yeah, what I mean? The strict education, you know, system they put you into that probably doesn't even really work in the that probably works more in the real world what you guys learned and what you guys did than algebra and pythagorean theorem and yeah. showing up and this kind of stuff you know and these kids have never traveled never done anything they're just kind of stuck in school all the time exactly exactly it, like it's a trade-off it's a trade-off you know mm -hmm. what i mean but like those kids know how to do social things a little bit a yeah. little, little bit sharper at it you know what i mean right. and they also had to deal with a wide range of like characters and personalities because i think to be like in a homeschool group it's a very certain demographic right that's mm. are going to homeschool like you have to, i think it's it's like a privilege in a way because we're mm. around like other kids that were a lot had a lot more money that could right. that were homeschooling because you know you can't just do that that's why they have kids in public schools in the first place you know yeah so because parents are working like, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you know so so that was interesting. I think that's part of the reason going moving to San Francisco later was so encouraging. I was like, oh, my God, like, look at all these different lifestyles and all these yeah. different personalities. And like and also I, it was a good uh, realization. I was like, dude, not everyone's going to like you. OK, like that's, a, and also, that's <laughs> a like, good all my homeschool buddies love me. Yeah, <laughs> like, what's the deal? Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, you eventually yeah. like we figured I was like, oh, OK, all right. And then I guess that's a social cue that you learn yeah. in the other way. But yeah, I learned a little bit later. But honestly, it's been good. I think, again, like tracing back to like that through line of just if having good intentions and being as pure as you can there's people that are going to knock you off you know like they're going to be a couple distractions here and there but if you kind of stay in that through line people will be attracted to that you know right. and like those are the connections that matter and i've met some of the most wonderful beautiful people including marisha How'd oh my gosh her? like we uh we played a show like you know back in san francisco days i got asked about it i was like sure and i just and uh, you know it was just it was a good time and it's like when i first started and just we like connected right away and her voice is so amazing so mm -hmm. amazing um and later on she just hit me up was like hey like could you play guitar for this and you could help me with this and you play this show for me i was like absolutely like whatever you want you know because i think like you can get a vibe off people it'd be like yo like there's like a smell or something i don't know when people <laughs> are bad and like when, when people are good and like marisha is so fantastic and so pure and such a wonderful wonderful soul so um so i was like yeah so we just connected right away and i've been playing guitar with her a lot more often but not recently because you know life but it's yeah i love her a lot <laughs> she gives the best hugs ever she like oh, when yeah. she hugs me she squeezes me with so much love every yeah. single time i love her <laughs> Yeah, it's so pure it's so pure. yeah 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 Yeah, she's awesome so i just want to uh ask a question so you mentioned social cues can you like uh, mention some other social cues or things that that you kind of didn't understand then when you started getting into out of the homeschooling environment what were some things that like that you kind of were like surprised or some mm -hmm. some culture shocks anything like that uh i think like it sounds it sounds silly i think like man there's so many um but i think the one that comes to mind right away is like it's like realizing that there's a lot of different ways to live life you know mm -hmm. and i was like and understanding and respecting that and knowing when boundaries are set and knowing mm -hmm. when they're not because like for me like i'm used to very direct i'm a very right. like i like i'm like yo what's good what's not cool all right but like but out in like 
the world it's not like that at all you know it's like we're like yeah maybe sure like i don't for me i'm like what what do you mean like yeah. yes or no like yeah. there's only two options <laughs> right, right. i didn't learn maybe in homeschool what's wrong I'm with like, you like, what's <laughs> up here man um so i think that's like one thing i've been learning like uh, like and also like i get like meeting new friends along the way it's like hey like yo like that's what that means and like if it's like they're kind of tra- like dating too like dude yeah. i've had so much trouble with that oh my god that's hard enough like but uh yeah that's a whole other thing of like babies i don't know like i'm like you know like whatever man (laughs) (laughs) at least you know what you want it's like either yes or no what is a maybe i mean you you seem like you have a great personality a great energy you're very happy very positive you know what i mean which is stuff that sometimes the public school will make you not like that you know because of all the stuff that happens during the public school like bullying or Mm -hmm. you know just you have to fit in and like you know you try to be somebody you're not yeah um so i have a question why were you guys homeschooled was it just something the parents thought that it was better or just kind of happened that way do you know yeah it was uh it was because like uh the schooling district where like we were at like it's some of the worst in the whole state. Like there's like Jesse Bethel and Hogan. We could either uh-huh. go there or we could go to Napa where mm-hmm. people would be like, yo, like like black people, like if you're a person of color in Napa, like in certain schools, like it's bad. Like they'll treat you pretty yeah. bad. Like we've, right. we've yeah. definitely tried it. And then uh and so they're like, we're not gonna send our kids to Napa and we're not gonna go to Jesse Bethel where it's like or like it's a really negative space where people are fighting and like that right. was like a regular thing it's like oh it's like five o'clock that's you know five basically o'clock. you know like, you're like what's going I, on no fights today it was like oh what's going on you know yeah uh so it's like they're like no we don't want our kids to do that you know and also they're thinking like we want to give them the the most tools that they possibly can have and like mm-hmm. that we're willing to provide because again it's that family basis it's like our family is everything so we want to invest as much as we can into that so they can have so they can go off and do so much so that's kind of like the main reason yeah Um, and also my mom loves teaching so like so it's like like, why not just teach my kids you know is she a teacher or she just yeah yeah she used to like she was like part of like my earlier introduction into like music stuff she used to be like a like a choir director at our old church Mm. way back in the day and like she used to direct musicals and things like that. So she loved having art around and she loved to like teach it and like everything that she could teach, she would. And if not, she like, well, let's figure it out, you know? And then we kind of got to explore. I mean, like, again, with the homeschooling thing, we got to, it's like, hey, I've never been, you know, there's elephant steel, for example. Elephant seals are like down south. Like, I don't even know what elephant seal even looks like. Like, what, what does that look like? <laughs> let's go and check it out. You know what I mean? And like, That's we just awesome. pack up the car and we just go, you know? Yeah. Oh, have you ever That's, been to Año Nuevo, like like a little bit south? Beautiful, like hundreds, thousands of elephant seals at a certain time of year, and it's beautiful. Where is this at? Año Nuevo, okay. Yeah, uh, Año Nuevo. I don't remember the exact area. I just know it's called Año Nuevo, like national what, park, and just see what state? Of oh, it's here in California. Oh, in California. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's awesome. That to me, that's the best form of education. Go experience it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of just reading in a book or something absolutely like if if we could you know if we could we would you know and like my mom loves learning and exploring and figure things out herself you know so it's it kind of it's kind of like a feedback thing and like she always like really loved that part 
you know? That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. so was your dad the one working and your mom was taking care of the kids? Yeah, yeah. Like my dad, my dad was working. He's, he's an engineer doing okay. his doing his thing. And you just like, you're just like, hey, I just want my kids to do your thing. And like, he's like, hey, my wife's got it. I'm going to do this. When yeah. I come home, we're going to like, I'll go to all the games. We're going to do all the things that we can while I'm here, you know? And like, then I'll go do the thing. So yeah. it was, so it's like a little, little trade-off, you know? He had the perfect career at that time too, because I'm sure engineering in this area was always had a good job and, oh, yeah. you know, bringing, bringing some good money. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So when did the music start? Because you said you guys were always doing music young, so it must have started pretty early. Oh yeah. Like I think as far as music was always around, because again, my mom was always directing plays and stuff, ever since mm. we were like kids or whatever. But I didn't, I, and didn't really like play an instrument until later. Like later on my, uh, like, again, like looking for new opportunities for us to try, you know, new mm-hmm. extracurriculars. Cause again, part of homeschooling thing is keep your kids as busy as you can. Right. Yeah. So we got thrown into violin lessons when we were seven years old and, uh, like me and my, me and my younger brother, my baby brother wasn't born yet. Cause we're 10 years younger. So he's 10 years apart. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Was he planned or was he kind of like a, whoa, I, you know, I think it was like a, whoa, but, uh, <laughs> plan, but also a blessing. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> What's that like to have a younger brother 10 years younger than both of you guys? Oh, geez. It's a, uh, it's pretty different. I think like there's like such a huge difference of like, yo, you can't go to the parties with us. You can't go to the concerts mm-hmm. with yeah. us. So like, we're trying to figure that out. But I think over 2020, one of like the greatest events of me coming back and living with my parents again, is like, I got to like really like meet him and understand him a lot better. And like, yeah. I think I'm really starting to get that. Cause me and my, like my middle brother, like we're two years apart. So yeah, like we used to close. do, oh yeah. Like we've, yeah. we go all the time. All, we were always jumping all over the place doing music stuff, you know? um but uh he yeah it's a different thing for him but but i mean i played violin for like like back to violin it's like i played violin for like like eight years like seven to 15. i loved we played a couple orchestras and it was it was really really fun i loved it and then eventually like my friends were like yo dude like we're gonna start like a rock band and i was like all right (laughs) you know i was like i don't know how to play guitar and it's like that's okay just play violin you know because uh do you ever hear about uh yellow card like the pop punk band yellow card i've heard of no. them but I've, I've heard of one of their songs oh yeah too well i mean the only thing to know is like they have a violin as like their lead thing so they're basically a yellow card cover band like when wow. we were like jeez i was like maybe 14 or something and we just we just loved it we just played together all the time and then eventually like the band split up it's like and i learned guitar because guitar was way easier. I was like, violin? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and like, girls are like, this as much as guitar. You're like, <laughs> was it more natural for you to play the guitar than the violin? Um, I think that's hard for me to say because I think violin gave me the cheat sheet to the guitar mm. because like I was so used to like training my ear and my fingers were already so used to moving around in that musical way. Like it's like, so it wasn't wasn't hard so it's hard for me to say i think violin was like the trailblazer yeah and it's kind of was like all right you don't know what you're doing here you go but also it trained my ear really well for singing like it's a huge help for that and like basically anything with strings like i just know how to emote with it you know Mm. like i just i've just have i've always had fingers under or guitar wow strings under my fingers for so many years it's almost like it's a very very natural thing for me yeah it was programmed probably subconsciously. What, how old were you when you started the violin again? I was seven. 
seven okay wow. that's when your subconscious was formed but mm. yeah like you said i mean i mean violin's basically like a little guitar that you're playing like this with, <laughs> yeah. the, with the thing you know what i mean more or less yeah 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 it's like a mini little guitar <laughs> absolutely like that's part of the reason what got me into it. it's like for a while because like i had to take like the bow out i had to put like your rosin on it to make it like have a grip and whatever and like mm. and i was like i don't want to do all that and also tuning a violin is like it's not as easy as just turning the pegs you got to pull them out a little bit and adjust them like to get it and i was like wow. that's way too much work right yeah. I was like a guitar you just turn the pegs so yeah. easy and like sometimes I just put, grab the violin just like pluck it just like that and I was like I could do that but bigger and plug it to an <laughs> amp and I was like mm. this is just kind of connecting all these like little lines together yeah. you know so like I know I got I got really into that and uh and I played saxophone for a little bit too very random but like my parents love the saxophone and I was like ah sure I'll, I'll learn it mm -hmm. um but I, I only got to play for like nine months or so and then like I got like a really bad headache or like a bad reaction to it wow um, mm. and it's, and like the doctor was like yo like you can't be doing that like you should you, really? you had to, yeah it was, what was a weird it about it so like when I was 12 uh I had like a really gnarly like brain disease thing it's called encephalitis oh my uh, it's gosh like, it's like where your brain swells and i had like mm -hmm. meningitis at the same time it's where like your spinal fluid swell it was it was pretty gnarly yeah, so i couldn't really gnarly. <laughs> oh it was crazy uh it erased chunks of my memory too so there's whole like years of my life i just don't remember <laughs> like it's just mm -hmm. like just pictures and what i wrote down like i'm like oh wow. cool that's all I got. So, uh, so like that must have been fun. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. So great. Um, but like that would kind of what got me into music a lot, too, was because it was like I couldn't go out and do stuff. So I was like, I'll just do that. And I tried to play the saxophone because I was like, all right, cool. Like I was so into music at that time. I really mm -hmm. got me started in it, like really made me fall in love with it more. I think from like seven to like that time. I was more, it was like, I just something fun to do. And I loved playing in like orchestras and like, but then when I was like sick, I maybe realized, oh dude, like music is, it's a lifeline. It's a really beautiful thing. That's like kind of designed for when things are tough, you know? Right. So I, was, so I kind of explored a little bit more and I was like, all right, I'm going to learn the saxophone. And, but then I went, it infuriated it and made me really bad headaches for like days after. And oh, I was like, yeah. Crazy. So I'm the like, the way it sounds. Maybe oh, it was, it's, it's like more like the air pressure it required oh, yeah, to yeah. do it, you know, mm. and like mm. it can cause like a lot of like pressure up here if you're not mm. doing it right. And like I was learning. So obviously I wasn't doing it right the whole time, you know. So I yeah. think like learning a new instrument that requires that much, like probably wasn't yeah. a good idea. So it kind of <laughs> got me more into the guitar range. And then right. um, and I kind of played that for years, even after I got better, you know, well, from the sickness or whatever. And then. I got into drums too because like my dad was a drummer way back in the day mm. um so it's just kind of i just i just really love it i love the drums but like my uh my old drum says now a uh, bed for a bunch of plants now so <laughs> <laughs> when i came back <laughs> from moving out i was like wait where did my drum set go i was like well i was like well about that <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious it's growing some tomatoes and some herbs right now so <laughs> <laughs> i'll play drums when i can you know? there you go wow. so you said when you moved back where did you move to i moved back from san francisco like i lived there for like like two years okay mm. like that gotcha. like i went there for for college and I, like that was honestly some of the best years of my life actually they were the best years of my life i'm not gonna say some um it was just literally just going out and just exploring again what i was saying about like the like the homeschool group and the homeschool people like it's a very certain demographic that people like to operate within you know mm -hmm. so like going to san francisco where that little 
bubble doesn't exist. It's literally no. everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can try this. I can go here. I can go here, you know? Um, so that was incredibly liberating. And it really encouraged a lot of songwriting and creativity and just like meeting new friends. And, and it's been, it was, it was beautiful. Like I went there for school. I just graduated like over the pandemic. It's done. Congratulations. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it was so hard at the end. <laughs> oh my God. But uh yeah, so I, I went there for school originally, but I just played, did the minimal amount of school and just played music as much as I possibly could. That's and a s- smart ratio right there. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Like <laughs> it yeah. worked. Because like honestly, college is just a game, you know? Yeah. Like you just gotta learn the gift of gab. And mm. if you play and the thing is like it sounds bad but if you play music certain doors open certain people are more like hey like 100 ah, it's, it's fine like for like one of them i was a, a ta for one of uh one of my sociology classes and she was like for one of the presentations she was like yo you gotta do a presentation talk about this social issue or whatever and i was like just the night before i was like all right cool but i released a single last week so let me just figure out how to do this so i eventually i like did my presentation i, I like real short and for like the other half, I was like, all right, well, actually, I have a new single coming out. And I can play some songs for the class. And like, Did it you guys do it? And she's like, A oh, plus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, dude, awesome. it was good. Like, and like, yeah, like, I, yeah, I got an A in that class, A and T A, and it, it worked out. Like, honestly, just certain doors open. It also was a good reminder of like being aligned with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I think being super studious and like being really, really into that all the time, like, that's, Music is my natural state. You know, right. I think after like that time when I was younger, it kind of fused me and music together in a way. Um, yeah. So I was like, I just kept on doing that. And there's a really beautiful reminder of mm-hmm. that. And like, cause people want to see people that are aligned with themselves. Cause like, Absolutely. it's a beautiful 100%. thing to see. Yeah. yeah, it is. You attract that. You, you also, it's contagious too. Yeah. People yes. see you doing that. I'm like, oh, I want to do that too. Or do what I want to do. You know what I mean? absolutely absolutely do you have any advice for people who are homeschooling right now during the pandemic Ooh, geez well i think just i for i guess for homeschoolers i'd say find your hobby and really like dig into it and like explore it and like try like different avenues that you've never done before you know and also feel free to grab the phone and call people like people love that you know i think like that's part of like the social cue thing where i'm like Mm. when is it okay to call like because like i have to be the initiator but like you know again like i i'd say that and also go out and get as much sun as you can you know and (laughs) like you know like and exercise and i also cherish cherish the people that are there and appreciate like everything you know Uh, i guess that's beyond homeschooling i suppose but I think yeah. that that ties in a way we've all kind of been stuck in homeschool because of 2020. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? This, it's I was kinda... like, when it happened, I was like, dude, this feels so familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it's You're normal. like, I've been here before. <laughs> quarantine. Yeah. I quarantined myself already. Yeah. So. I know. I've been knowing this, you know, like I feel <laughs> yeah. like I was kind of prepared for it the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah, like, let's yeah, go. Sure. Let's do it. I'm used to this, right? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I like what you said about uh, living in your purpose or being in alignment because that's really what this podcast is about. And I appreciate having you on because we want people that are actually living their purpose, that are that are following their their dreams or doing what they love because very few people in this world are actually doing that. Mm-hmm. They say 87% of people don't like what they do and 10% of people hate what they do. 
So that means only 3% of people are actually doing what they love and in alignment. So we want to inspire people by listening to stories like yours and other people that are actually doing it and, and them to say, man, if he could do it, I could do it too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's amazing, man. Yeah. It's like part of like sharing your story. You know what I mean? Everyone has a story and it, it's powerful and it's healing at the same time for you and for people to hear as well. You know? Yeah, dude. Thank you for having me. Let me be able to share this stuff because I I appreciate it. I'm like I never talk about it. You know, like yeah. geez, the homeschool days, like oh, way back. <laughs> and we never even knew that about you. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Until you share it. So thank you of for course. doing that. Oh, want to keep it keep it a hundred. You know, if you keep yeah. it a hundred, then you're in nothing wrong. And I think like the music thing, and I don't know. It's I've been trying to do it day by day. I think I've just been exploring a lot recently. Like I think that's like that's one of the biggest things is like again like just being locked in the house i'm like what do i do and i just got that looper pedal literally at the very beginning of 2020 and i just like just learned how to do it originally i was just doing like this electric guitar and singing you know and then getting looper and i was expanding and then recently i've been visiting a bunch of different producers i've been like trying to like this like a new ambient sound with this one guy mm -hmm. then i'm making like this rock stuff with another guy because like I used to be in like a rock band when I was like in my twenties and like, it was super fun. Um, very, very business, but <laughs> it was really, really fun. So what would you say your style is today? I think right now I would just say like smooth ambient guitar right now. Like okay. I think that's like, but I love making different beats and things. Cause I love mm -hmm. that indie rock, like yeah. that young, the giant, that Kings of Leon, that young, like that, that, that reverb, like crazy delay sound, like, yeah. I'm in love with it. Um, so I've, I've been doing that. I guess yeah. I'd call I call it that. I love Kings of Leon too. They're an amazing band. Like we were talking about this earlier, but for the longest time, I thought they were from Europe yeah. <laughs> just because of their style. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Their style, their sound. And so you're saying they're from Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're from Nashville, Tennessee. Like that's, they, they were adopted by the UK first. Like I feel like UK has like a leg up when it comes to rock music. Like that's just yeah. like we're Led Zeppelin, you know, the Beatles, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like they know their rock. Uh, like America, we we got it. We're kind of slow on the trigger, so that's why sometimes <laughs> if you're a great rock band, you gotta go. Like, uh, like the Killers, like they're from Las Vegas, mm. you know, they have a very British rock sound too, and like well, no yeah, one hundred percent, and no one cared about them here until you know, then they went over there, and then Mr. Brightside, like literally, if you play it anywhere in like you're they were just Classic. like they lose their minds they lose mm. their minds and like honestly if you're playing it right now i lose my mind it's one of those <laughs> yeah. songs thank you for tuning in that was the end of part one part two comes out next monday 9 a.m please stay tuned make sure you like and subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so that youtube will let you know when the next one comes out